Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey guys, welcome to this bonus episode of Socialette. Now, I know I only normally put out three episodes a week, but... All of the episodes this week were recorded and scheduled about a month ago. So a long time before everything that has just so rapidly flipped upside down. So what happened was my work wife, Anita Seek from WordFetty, she and I decided that we would run a virtual happy hour via Zoom where we would talk about a few happier things than what's just been going on in the news lately. And it was awesome. Like we had 20 people show up and it was just fun to hang out and chat about business and, you know, drink a virtual glass of wine. Well, I had wine. Anita had a cup of tea. I don't know how she runs a business without drinking wine, but hats off to her. Anyway, so it was so much fun just to jump on a call with you guys and just chat and yeah, like embrace the sense of community that I feel is really like front and center at the moment. I know this is quite a long episode and honestly, like it's not really an episode about learning stuff. It's more just about, you know, we're all in, we're not in the same boat necessarily, but we're all in the same storm. And it's about sharing our past experiences, sharing what we're going through and just helping to realize that we're not going through this alone because I think that is that has been the biggest thing. And like I certainly know working from home by myself, living by myself, I loneliness is something I've been dealing with a bit in the last couple of days and who knows how long this could go on for. So I think just being able to jump onto a call with some amazing people like you guys was the best. And Anita and I are chatting about this at the moment. We might make this a weekly thing. We might make it a fortnightly thing. But if you're following us both on Instagram, I'm over there at stephtaylor.co. She's over there at WordFetty. If you're following us both, you'll be the first to know when we're running another virtual happy hour. Anyway, so... A couple of the things we chatted about in virtual happy hour, we, we shared a few things we're grateful for. We shared, you know, how we're coping with a drop in productivity, how we're being a little bit kinder to ourselves, what we're doing in our businesses to prepare for all of this uncertainty. And my amazing old boss, Mike, who has been in the business game a lot longer than I have, he was in the call as well. And he shared a few of the things that he learned from running a business during the GFC. So I feel like a lot of his tips can really be applied to what's happening right now. I do have to put a language warning on this episode. Um, It's not something that usually happens on this podcast, but thank you, Mike, for your very colorful language and contributions to the episode. Anyway, if you couldn't make it live to this last one, make sure you message me or Anita on Instagram, again, at Steph Taylor or at WordFetty, and let us know if you'd be interested in attending another one of these live because 
you know, I'm not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. Anita's not going anywhere. We're all stuck at home at the moment with our glasses or bottles of wine. So (laughs) anyway, let us know if you want us to run another one of these. Otherwise, I'm going to leave this intro here and we're going to jump straight into the virtual happy hour. You go first then, you intro. Okay. Well, hi guys. I'm Steph. I I swear (laughs) we we haven't practiced this at all. Um, Yes, I'm Steph. I'm a digital product launch strategist. I'm the host of Socialette and I am Anita's work wife. We met, when did we meet? Like three years ago? Three, yeah, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half years ago. And we've been work wives since. So yeah, Anita, go on. Three and and a half years strong. Three and a half years strong. There we go. Hi, everyone. Um, I see so many familiar faces. This is so great. Um, hi, Michael. Hi. Oh, hello, everybody. Um, so I am Anita. I'm the founder of WebFetty. We're a brand strategy and copywriting studio based here in Brisbane. Um, and I'm also the host of BrandFetty, the podcast. So I'm so excited to do this with you guys. Um, I feel like it's, I, I won't say, I won't use those words that I feel like so many of us are so over listening to, like that it's a you know, weird time, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's, we need to focus on the amazing thing, which is the fact that, uh, hello, we are like online together virtually, <laughs> you know, having yes. a, you know, having a bit of a tea together. Like how? I mean, having a tea? Having wine. Having wine. I don't know about you. <laughs> I can hear Mike laughing in the background. <laughs> Oh, there's the laugh. There's the laugh. (laughs) But I think like, yeah, I think what you said, like, it's amazing in times like this, just the sense of community that we don't often have. And it's crazy that it's taken something this insane to happen for us to all start to build that community and, you know, have these calls, call those people that you wouldn't normally call. So yeah, a hundred percent. And I think it's, it's really made me and I, both me and Steph have been like voxering and voice noting each other so much. It's almost like you're literally a suburb, a few suburbs away, but I can't even, you know, we can't even see each other. I don't even know when I'm going to actually physically be able to hug this girl again. Oh. This actually makes me sound like the most clinger <laughs> ever. But, you know, but, but, but until then, we really need to, yeah, do more of this stuff and this is going to, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Maybe this yeah. is like a, a regular thing where we just, you know, have some chats, hang out, get to meet new people virtually. Make um, me feel like I'm not drinking wine by myself at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. With so much things swimming around, I feel like all of us would be feeling this, but there's so much negativity swimming around at the moment, right? Yeah. So why don't we start off with something happy? Yes, let's do it. That thought of something. Okay. So, well, <laughs> yeah, you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we were thinking, I know like at the moment it probably doesn't feel like there's a lot to be grateful for, but we actually have quite a lot to be grateful for. So we thought maybe we'd kick some, we kick this off with some gratitude, share three things that we're happy for each. If you guys want to sh- jump on and share what you're grateful for as well, we'll open the mic up to you after. But Anita, do you want to go first? Share your three things. Yeah, I think the maybe, okay, three things. I think the first thing is, yeah, the mighty internet. 
um, if it wasn't for the internet, like my, my, the amount of data I'm smashing through at the moment <laughs> is getting a, it's, it's neck level. Um, but if it wasn't for internet, we wouldn't be able to maintain that connection. We wouldn't be able to also, and I'm just thinking too, for those who have families, you know, I know you, Steph, your family's in New Zealand, you know, for people who are with their families are far like the ability to FaceTime. I think that's pretty extraordinary for us to all virtually be able to see each other right now and connect and talk to each other. Um, so I think that would be one. Uh, second, I think is just, um, I think we're also in a really great moment in time, of course, with the circumstances, but great moment in time for us to really have the ability to take businesses and pivot or adapt and be flexible, mm. you know. Um, again, thanks to the power of the internet, we do get to, you know, create a website quite, you know, quite quickly if we really had to um, and put put all of that together. So I feel like it's an extraordinary time to, despite the difficulty to be in business, to be able to be, be able to pivot, um, and then I think number three, I'm just thankful for the community, to be honest. Um, yeah. despite not being able to, and this is community over here, like virtually with you guys, um, community too, in terms of friends, um, support networks, family, even though I can't, I haven't really seen my mom in, she's literally 10 minutes away, but she's at high risk. So I don't want to, you know, just in case. So I have lend my dogs to her. <laughs> I dropped the dogs over to her on the um on the weekend, so they're gonna keep her company. And I was like, Moshi oh. and Hachi, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> send her this message. Oh. Um, so I, yeah, so I um yeah, thankful for the community, the internet, and just um with thanks to the internet for us to be able to pivot if we want to in business. So yeah, it's me. What about you? You kind of stole a few of my ones there. <laughs> Um, no, I was going to say community. Definitely. I'm so grateful to be in business right now and not be in a corporate job or in any other kind of job with that uncertainty, that fear, but also because we have the flexibility that, you know, like if you need to take half a day off to just sit with your feelings and not be okay, that's fine. Whereas when you're in a job, you're at, at the moment, I'm seeing with a lot of my friends who are working from home, they're still expected to be as productive as they would have been in an office, but you know, the the world's changed. Things are not what they were. So how can you expect somebody to be as productive as they were two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Mm. So definitely grateful to be in business. Grateful that I live in an apartment where I have space. I mean, you look at people who are quarantined in tiny little shoe boxes in New New York or in London. Mm. And it's like, Oh, like, I'm so grateful that we have the space here. We have, you know, nice weather. We can still go outside for walks. Like that is such a, that's such an amazing thing. And also just to have like, this sounds so, just to have good food in the fridge at the moment. (laughs) Like it's such a, it's such a small thing that we take for granted, but like if you knew how many supermarkets I had to drive to, to get a kilo of mint the other day. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's 
I, I'm so grateful to have mints in the fridge and toilet paper in my pantry or my cupboard. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But yeah, it's. I read this book um, recently. Um, if any of you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's not often that I um, really scream on the top of the rooftops what like read this book, but you read this book, okay? Uh, it's called the resilience. <laughs> it's called the Resilience Project. Write it down. Write it down. Um, resilience project and in there it actually shared a story I'm not ruining it because there's actually a lot of pockets of stories but one particular story really stood out to me and that is um, the story revolves around a teacher right who went to India and he was um, volunteering um, and in, in, in one part of the story he was saying um, he went to India and he was volunteering as a teacher and there were around 100 students in this room hundred students and you would think it would be so loud, right? Like so loud, mm. all the kids probably like talking on top of each other, but they were just so quiet because they were just so damn grateful to have education. And there was also the grateful element too, when it came to literally just having rice on the table and it was so happy, like so happy. And I think yeah. another bit of the story too was you know, he was sharing the fact that the, these kids were playing in the playground and the swings were rusted and it was half broken, but the kids were so happy and they were just like, oh my gosh, like, do you have this in Australia? Like, do you have Ooh. this in Australia too? And it's just like, um, it, yeah, I, I feel like it's, we, we have so much to be grateful. There, there we go. We, I could yeah. see <laughs> they're sharing it, but um, yeah, we have so much to be grateful for and I don't, and if it means that it took this for us to realize it, then that's what we should be taking forward. Like, and that's the question I think we need to all ask ourselves too. Like, what can we, yep, it's not a great circumstance what we're in right now, but what can we take away from this? Like, what can we yeah. now go, go ahead with and remember and have that remain with us? Um, yeah, from that. So, yeah, I, I read a really interesting article today and they were, it was talking about how this might be what we've needed to take that step back from burnout culture where we're all like so hard on ourselves or working so hard. And I know that's something we'll talk about. We, we sort of like roughly had a little bit of an agenda to talk about, but not much. Um, but so like this might be what it takes for people to actually start slowing down and to start appreciating, you know, human connection rather than just productivity and output. Yes. Uh, yeah, I love that. And can you imagine after maybe three, I reckon it'll be at least three months, potentially even six months, mm. I don't know, of this, but <laughs> imagine after three, six months of no, not many aeroplanes flying mm. and all of that, the emissions, the, you know, just, I reckon it'd be very interesting to see how the world's going to be in a number of months to for, for us to then see, yeah like just how much has changed the fact that we're not driving as much anymore. We're not, you know, there's not an, like, I, I think there was like a satellite image of China even yeah. when, when not many people were there. Um, and Charlie, I can see, yeah, a hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, exactly that. Um, just how much the were. Yep. Yeah. And Lyndall, well, I will try and I'll try and find that article. I think it was on medium. So it's going to take me forever to find it. <laughs> Unfortunately. Now, does anyone else want to share three things that they're grateful for, or even just one thing, anything. Yes, Lauren, I see you putting your hand up. Hi. Hi. I'm Lauren. I run uh, Seriously Sorted, so I'm a productivity coach. And I just think, like, once this sort of becomes, I guess this is going to become the norm for a while, 
And once people kind of settle into that, I think it's really exciting that people are going to be able to create offers out of necessity that that will become viable offers and services ongoing anyway. So all of a sudden yeah. people who only like serve their suburb or their state are going to sort of be forced to do something virtually and all of a sudden they're national and why can't they stay national and things like that. Like yeah. um, people are really going to start to realise the power of working virtually. Um, and it's exciting for corporates even too. Like that's one of the reasons why I left my old job was I didn't have a lot of flexibility and all of a sudden they're all forced to work from home <laughs> and maybe they'll start to realise that there are some benefits to it. So, um, and yeah, like obviously I have a business where I help people work on their business. So it's definitely like a time where we're potentially not forced to, but like it's a great opportunity to do so. Um, so it's nice to be able to have this forum to talk about that in a positive way because sometimes I feel like, oh, gosh, that's what I help people with, but is that weird to talk about or whatever? So. Yeah, I think it's, there's never been a less worse time for this to happen in terms of the way we can all, like, I'm not going to say there's never been a better time, um, never been a less worse time. <laughs> that makes sense. This to happen because um, we have all these free, amazing tools to keep us all connected. Um, and there's going to be a whole new, like, world of people who realise these things exist, like, Ota have shares in Zoom right now. Like, <laughs> um, so many people that didn't know what the heck Zoom was a week ago yeah. are now probably so absolute true. experts in it. Yeah. Um, and can see a whole new opportunity for online courses and online meetings and just better value of their time. Don't have to travel and just can do the meeting like this, even if things go back to normal. Like all that stuff kind of jazzes me. So yeah, I think it's hopefully going to be exciting once people kind of settle into that this is like how it's kind of going to be for a while. And I think it's going to really push a lot of people who might have been, you know, um, on the fence on something Mm -hmm. to just go with it, to really just, you know, we we have so many ideas, we have so many, like, things that we want to do, but we always, like, try to wait for the right time, right? Yeah. Well, this is going to really push people to to either leap and just, like, literally jump off a plane and build the parachute down or or just stay you know, potentially plateau or just have a wave wipe them out. Like, and, and I'm being really graphic here, but it's true. Like it is in the circumstance where we really need to, um, yeah, problem solve. Um, and yeah. So love that. Thanks for sharing that. Anyone else? Charlie. Hang on. I can't see everyone's faces. <laughs> oh, we have a lot it's more faces face, on yeah, here. Like- <laughs> my face the only one you can see no but I've, i can only see like a row of people i'll just check the photo maybe i'll put it on gallery view there we yeah. go oh wow we have so many people oh my god this is exciting <laughs> here we go so um i have two things that i'm really thankful for uh the first is that i had to cancel my wedding like anita um so I was used to get around to the 18th of April. Um, however, I went to see a really awesome venue actually on the weekend. So my fiance actually surprised me. Um, and this venue didn't exist when we were booking our wedding venues and it's like a dream. So that's really, really awesome. And then we bought a puppy yesterday. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, oh, oh. Where is he? Yeah. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, yeah. yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Wait until you see this puppy. If anyone's <gasps> listening to this in, in after time, like, I'm so sorry. But <laughs> oh, we yeah, have we're... to see this doggo. 
we probably should have said we're probably going to like if the, if these episode if this ends up being any good we're going to share this on the podcast on both of our podcasts oh my goodness that looks like my parents dog <laughs> oh. this is buddy <laughs> oh my goodness and he's nine weeks old oh my goodness best decision ever best decision ever yep i was yep. like I was like gunning down the highway yesterday to New South Wales being like, I'm going to get the dog over the border before they close it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. Look at him. Maybe you can chill on my lap. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, that was kind of like me when I was, um, uh, my, one of my dogs was a very, uh, a bit of a mess, a quick mistake as well. (laughs) I, I like came back from a story time, quick story time, but I, I came back from like a 15 hour flight and Dean and I were so jet lagged and we didn't want to. Yeah. A- anyway, we ended up with a pup. <laughs> I mean, there's worse things you could have ended up with. So, uh, oh gosh. So let's, okay, let's chat about now that we're in the topic of, I guess, happy stuff. And I feel like, you know, a lot of us in here, I feel, have businesses. Let's chat about maybe some habits that we are now going into, right? Um, This is quite new, quite new. The fact that we're kind of confined into a a bit of a space. Um, What are some habits that we're, we could even, maybe you start, Steph, like what are some habits that you're starting to, you know, start adopting. So for those listening too, like I, that might not be from Australia. We've just, um, in Queensland in particularly, we've just shut, you know, gyms and all of that. So I can't even go to the gym anymore. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, what habits are you adopting at the moment, Steph? Yeah. So in the last, I literally just upgraded my gym membership to include reformer Pilates three weeks ago. And I've been going every single day for the last three weeks. And I was just feeling so good, feeling strong. And then they shut the gyms, but that's fair because I don't actually feel right. Like being in a gym at the moment, I am literally like just isolating myself at home, but I don't know. I've started. So every day now at lunchtime, I do a workout and I go for a walk at 4.30 PM every day. I've started journaling daily. I also have a little gratitude journal, which mum bought me for Christmas two years ago, and it's got little prompts in it. So it'll be like, you know, look around you and write down five things in the room that you're grateful for. So little things like that. So I'm starting to do that every day. I'm trying to read more books and less news, which is really difficult at the moment, but it's, I think I need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, I, <laughs> this one's a weird one. I went to the art supply store and I bought canvas and paints and I've just been painting and drawing every night. Instead of sitting down watching TV and drinking wine, I'm now painting and drinking wine. Love it. <laughs> Literally after you told me that, I went to the art shop and did the same thing. Yes. I bought Dean and I all packs and he was like, what's this? Like, I'm like, we're, we're, we're going to make art. <laughs> okay. But like, okay. So the expectation is right. You're going to go to the art shop. You're going to buy these big canvases. You're going to paint art. That's like, you know, something you would buy for lots of money in a shop and you're going to do it for cheap. But I ended up spending like $300 at the art shop. And I'm like, I could have bought oh. two paintings for the same price, but yeah, it's not as rewarding. <laughs> it's not as rewarding. And who knows, maybe one of your pieces will actually like be the next you you might be the next Picasso Steph come on <laughs> yes yeah uh, maybe 
<laughs> Love that. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll share mine habits-wise. Um, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure mine out, but I'll share it as of today. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm totally still trying to figure it out. I definitely think nowadays I, and this is probably relevant for all of us too, I think we definitely need to add time in, not just for our client work, as well, but also time to look after those around us, as in our friends, yeah. our family, make time to check in with them, even if it's a voice note, even if it's a message, even if it's a, I don't know, like a, just a picture of yourself, an, an emoji, but making time for clients, but also making time for your friends and those around you, your support network, and also making time for yourself. So I'm literally every day trying to give myself, and this used to be, now I talk about it, I actually feel like, wow, I didn't really give myself much self-care time. But um, it used to be maybe like an hour, like I'd say an hour a week that I would dedicate, like I might treat myself to a facial, I might treat myself to, um, I don't know, a, a remedial massage or something like that. But now I'm really trying to incorporate self-care into literally every single day because we are surrounded by this and I feel like we will be, if I'm to be completely honest, surrounded by this news every day. And we really need to be so careful with the content we consume. But with that, of course, you can't help but also want to remain, you know, you want to know what's happening as well. So you need to consume a bit, but not too much. So <laughs> you need your mind needs to be so mentally strong. So you really need to the, look after yourself. So I'm really trying to, I'm going for walks. Um, and going for that walk today reminded me that apparently we need to vote. <laughs> so really? we need to, yeah, we need to vote. We need to, um, oh, you're, you're, wait, do you need to vote? I don't. <laughs> I'm not a lucky, citizen or a permanent resident you, even. Um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, going for a walk and I'm also where possible doing, um, a stop by the, the cafe down the road as well and supporting them buying coffees, buying lunch. Um, uh, Takeaway, of course. Takeaway, of course. (laughs) Takeaway, of course. But also um, I actually today, I actually put in a bit more money with them as like a bit of a pay it forward element because I was talking to the owner of the cafe and they're literally um, just trying to pay rent and just trying to pay for the food that that they purchased and their staff Mm. and literally every bit counts and, um, yeah, so paying that extra bit forward. So I'm trying to do that as well. But habits wise, I'm, I'm waking up as early as I can. <laughs> but today I did sleep in and guys, I think it is okay to like, remember it is okay to, you know, you don't have to be so hard on yourself too. I feel like as business yeah. owners, we have to, we've got this mentality where we feel like we have to wake up by, I don't know, and start working by 9 a.m. Yeah. So one interesting thing though is, um, I don't know, quite a few of you in our virtual room here are in Brisbane. Did you know Brisbane is the earliest rising city in the world? Yeah. So people in Brisbane wake up earlier than anybody else in the world does. So we have this like weird mentality that if you're not up at 5.30, that's a sleep in. So like when you say you had a sleep in, Anita, what was that? Like 9am? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> See, that's like not a sleep in. <laughs> that's normal for other parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's a lesson for me. I think. Yeah, to stop being so hard on myself. <laughs> yeah, oh, I agree. Um, but yeah, habits wise, going for walks and that might look different to you guys. Whatever is going to really bring that spring back into your step and just 
fresh air without the phone sometimes even um, just to stop you from actually trying to be like, mm, let's look at, you know, the news and see, you know, <laughs> let's keep up to date with that. Like just leave the phone home. But I think also like it is, it is healthy to consume news, but I think that it's also in how there's two ways that you can perceive everything, right? Or that you can perceive it in a positive way or in a negative way. And you might read a negative article and you might think like, oh my goodness, we're all doomed. The world's going to end. But if you reframe that and you think, actually, no, you know what? We're just, we're going to get through this one day at a time. It's going to be okay. Then mm-hmm. it doesn't become this big anxiety spiral of the world's ending. We're all doomed. It's not going to be okay because you know what? Actually, it is going to be okay. We will get through it. We've like 100%. humanity, we've got through worse things. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, you know, it's, it is going to be, uh, it is going to be, no one said it's going to be easy. I think we all feel mm. it in here virtually. Um, and even if we don't feel it and we're remaining optimistic, you can't help. It's, it's human like to feel, it's human yeah. to feel guys. Um, but it is also just trying to, oh, Cody, um, just reading your message now. Um, yeah. And it is okay to, comp- yeah, it is okay to feel. Um, and I think it is, again, I'm always trying to, what, what is trying to, what I've been trying to tell myself is, okay, yeah, this is what's happening, but what can I, again, going back to what I was saying at the beginning, what can I get, yeah, take out of what's going on? How can I still make the most out of every day? You know? Um, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I guess let's talk a little bit about productivity because, this has been very a very interesting um, last week or so for getting work done, <laughs> and I know, like certainly, I, I I wrote off the whole of last week. I had a little bit of a cold. It wasn't coronavirus, I don't think, but I was basically out. And the first three days of the week, I thought, no, this is terrible. I need to be, you know, I need to be thinking of what my next thing's going to be. I need to be thinking about how I'm going to make more money just because like I'm relying on one income stream at the moment. And I just, just so hard on myself for not getting the right amount of work or not getting enough work done. And it was really interesting chatting to Anita before this because she was saying, well, like we can't, how can we expect ourselves to be productive when the world's just been flipped upside down. And I know Anita, you're still like, you're a very productive person at like the worst of times. So I would love to know like, what have been your tips for the productivity? Oh, productive? um, I try to be productive, but let's, let's be honest. It's been a in, in, interesting month. Um, and, and Charlie, I know you've had to cancel your wedding too, but canceling your wedding and organizing all of that, making sure, you know, you're still remaining positive and and productive in front of all your clients as well. Like that's, um, I I think for, for me, it has been, uh, how how, how do I, I don't even know how to best, how, how to best answer that. I think I'm still navigating through how I can remain productive. And I think, you, the, the things that are really helping me at the moment is, you know, check-ins with, you know, you and all that, you know, keeping in check with my network, um, business network, it, it keeps me accountable as well. And I think sometimes we second guess ourselves a lot and being like, oh my gosh, I have this like five page to-do list and I've only ticked like 0.5 things. Um, like <laughs> I haven't, 
Honestly, I haven't even looked at my to-do list since I think last Monday. I've just uh, put it to the wayside. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm just doing what I feel like doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's, and I've, I think I've just, my, my to-do list used to, and I've, I've gotten a bit better, but I think my to-do list probably a number of months ago used to be like a whole page. If it's not filled, I'm like, what, what, what are you doing, Anita? Like, yeah. what, what are you doing today? <laughs> um, but now, like, I've literally, I think a, a rule that I've taken from the last, you know, couple of months is if you can just focus on maybe one one key thing. And I also have this different, I don't know whether anyone else does this on their to-do list, but I also prioritize my to-do, to-do list with A, Bs, and Cs. Mm-hmm. So As are like, okay, this is critical. They should not really be more than like one or two like critical, like you need to get this done today. Like this could be um, like just urgent stuff for that client or whatever. So A is like critical. Um, B is like, mm, you know, if you've got, if you've got the time, like, you know, focus on that. And C's is like, okay, you're an overachiever. You totally <laughs> just wrote this because you're an overachiever. Um, you really just want to write this. So I, I line it up by A, B's and C's when I do my to-do list. Um and yeah. A should only be around one or two things I want to get done. Um, and then I, I then choose by B's and C's. So I have done that for the last, you know, um, couple of months. I also time block, um, mm. a lot. I work good in sprints. Um, so I will literally close myself, um, from like, I'll put my phone sometimes even on airplane mode for a period of, for, for like uh, 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, and I will just be like, okay, by the end of that time, I want to see how much I can get done on this. And I'll just work in sprints as well. Um, that is yeah. another tip. What's another tip? We're very different. Like you're, you're very type A, aren't you? Wait, what's your, what, t- t- tell me a bit about what you do. Type A. Well, okay. So <laughs> I have my to-do oh, list Michael. and I time block and 90% of the productive work I do is me productively procrastinating other stuff. So my like my most profitable product was created as a procrastination from something else I didn't want to do. Oh <laughs> my god. Like how I run my business. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. No, it it's- works. No, it works, Steph. <laughs> Michael, this discussion fills me with more fear. I can barely do a list. <laughs> I used to, Mike, and to give you some background, Mike used to be my boss and <laughs> I used to manage upwards a lot. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of like, Mike, what do you need to be doing today? <laughs> Uh, does anyone else like does anyone else want to jump oh he's unmuted he's got things to say (laughs) no you're 100 percent right but you're what kind of monster color codes things and has an a b and c kind (laughs) of like that's what that's what i want to know i've got a i've got a system and it's called putting everything in one big pot and just diving (laughs) into that pot So, I don't know, maybe. It's a lucky dip. It's a lucky dip for Michael every day. Does anyone else have any, like, weird and wonderful tips they want to share? Lauren, I see you putting your hand up. You're a productivity coach. Like, obviously, you're going to have some tips here. I think all I really want to say is, like, people need to give themselves a break. So, for me, Mm -hmm. productivity is not the same as being busy. So... It's quality over quantity. 
And if you don't feel like at the moment headspace-wise you can produce quality work, then in order for you to get into that productive space, then be okay to stop and and have some self-care. I think people get really confused with the whole, like, I have to be doing something all the time and that's being productive, whereas my thoughts on it are, um, yeah, quality over quantity. I guess that's all I sort of wanted to say. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think back to corporate days, right? And I used to work in a team where a lot of the guys I worked with would be scrolling through news.com all day. And then, you know, they'd stay late till eight or nine o'clock at night because they hadn't done their work during the day. And it's like, why? And now I think about it and I'm like, I get way more done in five hours now than I ever would have in eight hours in corporate world. And the thing with corporate as well is like, you're no better off if you get your work done faster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So people learn to spread it out. And then we start to feel guilty when we maybe have our own stuff and go, boom, done that in a few hours. But I really should sit here for three more because like corporate guilt is what I kind of call it, like your own mindset around being their nine to five. Oh, how dare you leave at five when the rest of your yeah. team's still here at eight o'clock <laughs> because you got your job done faster than they could. <laughs> so my desk was so neat. No one would know if I was there. Or not. But, um, yeah, I just think give yourselves a break a little bit and, um, and yeah, quality over quantity for sure. I love it. And I love, I love what's happening in the chat box. Cody color codes her list with pretty colors and flowers. I love that. Charlie's like being so organized, Lauren. Like I just show off. <laughs> we know each other. She's just teasing me. <laughs> oh, I love uh, it. Who else has got some great productivity hacks? Or even not just hacks, but like even what, it, what, what's been like your productivity struggles at the moment? I mean, I know for me, like the overwhelm has been a big one. Is there anything else that you guys are dealing with? Do you feel so comfortable I, talking about? I've got a goodie. Um, so my husband is working from home, which is not normal. Um, so our apartment is getting, t- um, a lot messier faster. So I we've implemented, uh, <laughs> a two song tidy. So we pick one song each and then for the duration of those two songs, we run around and do the tidy. I love it. Turn that productivity into a very thick window of time. That is genius. That is is so good. Yeah, that is. Okay. The the episode is done today. (laughs) That is is amazing. Um, Wow, I like it. Leanne says in the chat box, if I'm procrastinating, I have a nap and then I get so much more done after that nap. Good on you that you can actually get work done after a nap because yeah, I can't. <laughs> the secret is to keep it at like 15 minutes. The nap needs to be like anything higher than that for me is like, ooh, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Laura Jane napped every day the last week. Well done. I, I'm like, oh, that is Laura. good work. I love that. That's very good. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> awesome. <Anyone> well, <laughs> extreme napper. Nobody else? Oh, I was going to say it's probably not a productivity thing, but I've just moved from one side of the desk to the other for a different outlook. Um, oh. really tidy. That side definitely is not. And if you've seen my whiteboard um, with all my notes and stuff. So I just think a different change of scenery and breaking up the day as well. Like I'm um, given, like I'm in Melbourne, so everything um, as a lot of the states in, in Australia have shut down um and as Anita was saying I too am going to my local coffee shop and actually spending more each day than I normally would by bringing my lunch into work 
um, helping them out because who knows where, how long they're going to be around mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Whilst I'll still have a job and an income, um, I'd like to help the people that don't, that, that may not have it in really who knows how long. I mean, given New Zealand's gone into a, a, a one-month lockdown from tomorrow, um, I reckon Australia will follow in suit. So, um, yeah, I think just having a structure for your day, I'm very good at giving advice. I don't do this myself. <laughs> I'd love to be able to have a structure for my day. But, yeah, I'm just trying to get out and do some exercise. My gym membership now no longer um, and just do something. But um, I'm not sure if it's been mentioned um, already and I apologise for coming in a little bit late. Um, but I actually find it's a really good time to um, get onto a Zoom call or call up somebody that you haven't um, perhaps spoken to for a while because a lot of people are um, stuck. stuck. Yeah. Home. I know a lot of people work from home anyway, but, um, yeah, a lot of people are in a different work environment and um, people are more than happy to have a chat. So I think it's a really good way to reconnect and um, keep the connections and relationship building going with family, friends and, and networks and things like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I think even those of us who already work from home normally, I still, I I don't know if this is just me, but do any of you feel like it's... feel like it's completely different? Like it's a lot lonelier than it used to be working from home? I'm seeing, yep, a few hands up and a few nods. Um, Yeah, it's been time for me. Yeah. Plus I've got my children here and I can barely survive from that. (laughs) Have you seen, Mike, have you seen what's happening in the background in Lyndall's screen? This is what's happening to me right now. Um, My children have come in to say hello and I'm I'm juggling. I was going to jump in and say I'm the same, Mike. I've got my kids home from school now, so it's the, I've got to try and, get the productivity right to get everything done. <laughs> yeah, a good tip on that is that, you know what, um, all the research says that kids only ever do two hours of work Bye. a day at school, in primary school. Bye. So that's all I'm fucking bothered with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I've like, definitely that's only what... done about an hour or two with them and then, yeah, they can go do bunny ears behind my head and all that. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I was actually, um, what I've heard a lot of people start doing, because I, th- I think some schools are already closed here in in Brisbane um, and, and, you know, around the nation, but um, parents creating their own DIY schedule, you know, for, for the kids as well, like from this time to this time. This is what yeah, we did that. We did that. We did that. And you it, know, working? Half a day. We got about half a day into <laughs> it. And because my wife, like, slabs working like behind me and on conference calls all day and stuff as well. It's it's okay if your kids can do the work, but a seven and a nine year old need constant (laughs) constant help. Um, So I think like the point you guys are making before about giving yourself a break, the reality is right. Like they take six or eight weeks off over Christmas holidays anyway. What's the worst that can happen? I could, I barely read a book until I was in grade 10, man. And like, (laughs) so Best of luck. Uh, as long as we all get through this, like, with our mental health in check and, you know, then my kids will be fine and they'll learn a lot about us. And um, and ultimately, we've found, because we pulled them out of school last Tuesday, um, last week was horrible until Friday and everyone then relaxed into it, um, which I think we're all kind of doing. Like I've worked from home basically for the last 10 months and this is way worse because I train mm-hmm. and at least I get to go out and not being mm-hmm. able to do that is nuts. Um, 
So, and yeah. I think with our partners at, at home, that's completely different ball game as well. Oh, different ball game. Like, I don't know about some of you guys, but Dean, <laughs> he likes to talk on the phone. <laughs> he really likes to talk on the phone, okay? And it needs to be on loudspeaker. Okay, it needs to be on loudspeaker. Everyone needs to hear what he's, what's going on. Ah. <laughs> um, Mike, just what, a, what, what, a, like on what you were saying about your kids? Can you put them to work? Can you like give them some on-the-job training that might benefit them in the future more than you know, times tables? Um. So, like. We've got them on Minecraft a lot and doing code camp online and stuff like that, which they love that stuff. Um, we just did a big like, um, we, I got them to get every book in the house and put them on the table. And then we sorted through everything they haven't read. And so we basically got them to start doing that. Um, the school stuff is really far behind in Queensland. There's very little online learning. I think in the next four to six weeks, they'll have to develop shitload because they gave us a curriculum but I'm not a teacher and there's no way you can, mm. there's nothing I can do with it. Um, we signed them up to an online webinar yesterday on science, which was awesome. And they actually both sat there, like there was fighting for 15 minutes, don't get me wrong. But like after that, they sat there for a million an hour and what that, and that was really great. And there's just oh, so, awesome. ma- so much of online webinars. What, that, webs- what website was that, Mike? Um, it was called, hold on, I'll find out. Just in case anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's just really interesting. I'm just looking at like all the things that are happening in the chat box as well, but like what, um, a really good friend of mine in New Zealand, she was a teacher in the UK and she flew back to New Zealand for a friend's wedding that was, that she was meant to go to last week, but she couldn't because she was in isolation and she set up her entire school in the UK. She set them up for online learning. And now that she's stuck in New Zealand and can't get back to the UK, she could potentially lose her job, even though she's the one that set everyone up for lo- online learning. And it's like, oh, that's just, it makes me so mad, but it's just how it is. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Mike's, street Mike's, science. Yeah, street science. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, UK schools are closed, but they want the teachers to all be available online. And because she's in New Zealand, it's the opposite time. Oh. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. okay, let's talk about something slightly different and that is income streams because as a lot of us have learned in recent times you kind of need to have more than one income stream um like personally i'm still finding that my podcast launch course is selling beautifully but client work like i've had no new client inquiries for the last two weeks or so and that's really unusual for me i don't know anita how's it been in yours yeah, I think it's, um, I think before we dive into that, I was just going to mention, and we were talking about this beforehand too, is I think a lot of us will also feel, um, uncomfy at the moment to market ourselves yeah. or to sell, um, without sounding salesy in our own way. You feel weird. And I think we went through this too during the bushfire period where it is a weird period. You don't want to be, you know, pushing or not that you guys, any of you would, but you don't want to be marketing too much because you, it might look as though you're not being empathetic or it might yeah. look as though you're not, you don't care about people and you don't understand people's circumstances. But, you know, as, you know, Steph and I, you've, we, we've had this discussion about this, but 
it's economy or it's economics 101 too. Like if we can actually make, um, make money, that means we will also spend more to keep the economy going. Right. So I think it is, um, we need to reshift, um, reshape our mind in how we see this, um, to not be like, okay, I'm not going to do that because it's going to look like this, like, or I'm not going to sell, I'm not going to launch that because it's going to look like I don't care. Um, we need people to still continue making money so that people can get money to then use that money and keep the economy going. And like, aside from that, when you're selling, you're solving a problem for somebody, right? Your product or your service or whatever it is that you're selling solves some problem that somebody out there has. And if you're not selling it, you're not telling people about your solution to their problem, which means you're not actually helping anybody by not selling, right? You're doing them a disservice by not telling them about what it is that you're selling. So it's it, it's not even about you. It's about the people that you're helping, really. A hundred percent. And I think I'm just reading through some of the comments now, Charlie, you've mentioned that, you know, you're really struggling with this because, you know, you sell e-commerce training and at the moment there's a huge opportunity right now for brick and mortar retailers, but I don't want to be um, partlet. Um, and you've seen so many people discounting too, um, but it's but, tough when you can't afford to, which mm, that's another topic. We yeah. Should- but like, Charlie, you, you're teaching, you're helping bricks and mortar retailers who are struggling to take their businesses online. Like that is, do you know how much like somebody who is in a brick and mortar store and has no idea where to start and then suddenly they see your ad or they see your social media post or they read your email and they're like, oh, this is the solution. I don't have to go yeah. and spend days Googling how to do it myself. I think it's really interesting, but so many people I've seen on Facebook groups giving backlash to people that are using coronavirus as a springboard for advertising. So it's all in that messaging because for me, I can teach those retailers that currently aren't online how to get online, how to sell, which could be a lifeline. Mm. But it's like, how do you package that up in a way that doesn't seem insensitive, I guess, or heartless? Yeah. Anita's, uh, Anita, you're, you're the queen of words. How would you do yeah. that? Sorry, I just froze a bit there. Um, but I, I agree. It's really in how you frame that message. It's all in the delivery, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing as <clears throat> obviously, if you keep on using words like crisis and all of that, that or, already those words uh, bring negative emotions already. Um, really need to, and I say this a lot to some of our clients at the moment, you need to go in with value and helping them. Um, mm-hmm on a value basis. So for example, to give you an example, we had a client of ours, um, one of our um, old clients actually, who owns a dental clinic. And she, you know, so many people are no longer uh, cancelled, completely cancelled all of the um, appointments. Um, And one of her biggest audiences were families and kids you know, um, and, you know, we were talking and she was just like, no one's booking and, uh, you know, all these cancellations, I don't know what to do. Um, and we were just talking about how, okay, you need to go back to that value you bring and you really, um, you're niched into families and kids, right? So how can you still serve that purpose? So what we were talking about is she's going to start delivering, you know, masterclasses now to, um, you know, mums with, she's also got a bub, by the way. So she's going to do masterclasses. One month is going to be about, you know, kids like as in babies and teething. And then the next month will be about, you know, um, 
ages from maybe around two to like six or seven, if you can communicate it in value as opposed to being like um, what I don't like and what I did see, I guess, through, you know, even through the bushfires is if you, if you do this, then I will do that. I think if you communicate it like that, automatically those words sink into our brains and we're just like, okay, so that means you're using that to pretty much get that sale. Like you need to reframe it as almost like we completely understand during this time, like, you know, this, you're thinking this, you're thinking that, you're thinking this. Well, to help you, like you do this, like instead of saying, you know, take using the crisis or using whatever situation as the hero, go in with how you're providing value always. Um, that would be probably my tip. Yeah. And also like, don't, People in Facebook groups are always way too happy to offer their opinion and often their opinion isn't actually relevant to you, right? So just don't listen to the people in the cheap seats. Pay attention to the people who matter. Like, I mean, just this evening, I sent Anita a screenshot of a comment that somebody left on a Facebook ad of mine. And it was like, uh, all all of these podcasters who are charging money, charging people money to teach them how to podcast. Why can't you just do it for free? And I actually replied, I said, look, I'd love to do it for free. But if I did it for free, I wouldn't have a business, which would mean I'd have to go back to a job, which would mean I wouldn't have any time to help anyone for free anyway. And I already give away so much free content. (laughs) So really interesting thing as well, where people think digital is less expensive to provide as a service. So, but actually, conversely, it actually you need more investment in terms of your time um, to give people that same experience that that they would get from time with you one-on-one or one in one-to-many in a workshop sort of environment. So that's a really interesting thing as well that I've only really, because I've always done in-person events um, and moving to that kind of one-to-many but virtual realm, it's like, wow, how do you express the value in that? And it's a really tricky thing I've never really considered fully before. It's very early too, guys. Like you're all very, um, very, you know, young and very reactive and nimble. Um, but like I've had a client with 500 lawyers who didn't have a work from home policy transition their entire workforce time in five days. It's fucking nuts. Like people are just across the board personally and in their business completely in like fight or flight mode, no idea what's going on. So it's okay because. It'll settle down. It's not about sales you make this week either at all um, because, you know, the world will keep turning. Um, yeah. and, and, like, what's going on is absolutely nuts on any level at the big end of town, at the small end of town. Um, it's okay to take a breath. It's okay not to be selling things. I've yeah. seen lots of comments on client um, Facebook ads, and it's there. If I see something come up as well, I'm like, you're a dickhead. Stop selling to me. I'm worried about my mum and dad. Like it, next week is fine. We, you, but depending on your business, right? You've got to find the the right the the right angle for your market. My market's really conservative, and yeah. so for my market, um, they're just like insanely busy and trying to put out fires. Like everyone's running around with two fire hoses in there um, <laughs> and just shooting, just put out flames everywhere. <laughs> So they don't want to hear hear um, from me in that situation, um, but they will in two weeks' time. And so for some of us, like, you just have to make sure that you're still in contact, 
you're still there, even if you're not trying to make a sale straight away. Like I've been doing mostly open for business stuff for all my mm. clients, not and, leveraging, yeah. credit, but just saying we're here to serve you. I'm mm. here to serve you. I'm here like for my clients, they're service clients and they, their messaging needs to be we're open. It doesn't matter if the office is like I had a big law firm client saying we're never closing this office. I don't care what the government says. I'll tell people it's open. There'll be no one here. There'll be no one here. I, I, I want people to know that we're never closed for business. Like, in, in, and that's an important message when you're a service business in a big professional service. Um, but it's an important message for all of us. And it's okay. I think it's okay for, if, especially if you're a service business, it's different if you're selling a thing or an, a product. Um, but like, you know, we're here to serve our, our clients and yeah. it's okay to just be speaking to that. It's okay. Um, like I've been reaching out to clients because I think, oh, fuck, like I had six of the biggest proposals I've ever put together three weeks ago. Just, just go out. Like probably lots of us. Um, and you know what? I reached out. I've been reaching out just saying, what's happening, mate? How's business? Um, and, and people really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, so I think like you can get a, a bit of like two weeks is a really short amount of time. Everyone's very emotional. That comment mm-hmm. stuff on Facebook is always going to happen. I've seen it in my clients' Facebook ads as well, um, for good and for bad. And I, I just think like a lot of it will flush out when we all actually like all of this stuff is so obscene. And like half of my family lost their job on the weekend. Um, like it's hard to contemplate. Like I can't, the, the, you know, a million people in this country will probably lose their their job in the next month, yeah. right? Like th- this is not like this is not a normal. Um, and but there will be opportunities over over time. It'll just you know we've got to be common sense. Like I mm. I've been through the GFC. My revenue went down ninety percent. Not profit revenue. You know, like people get through this kind of stuff, but it. You need to breathe sometimes. Don't yeah, that was going to be my next question was like having, because I, I don't think that many of us in this call, like certainly I haven't, I know Anita hasn't. You're like one of the only few in this call who would have actually been in business during the GFC. And yeah, I'd love to know, like, do you have any, I don't know, like not war stories, but any like words wisdom, wisdom? Yeah, words of wisdom that we can take as business owners who haven't been through a recession in business before? Yeah. Um, just survive. Like, <laughs> okay, easy. <laughs> no, no, no. In all honesty, like a lot of people in this country have never lost any money. Mm. And so they think that you only make money. And so they get worried about spending savings. That's what savings are for. I'm sorry, mm. but savings are for today. And, and like, you know, and, and so don't be worried about that. Just be worried about surviving because if you get through the other end, right, like you can make your money, um, you, you can have, have your life. Um, and so, so that I think just like during the GFC, like um, I ended up playing, I, I, like I didn't learn the lessons then, but I, I, I will now. Like I would turn up to work. I had 12 people working for me um, and we had to let go of 10 um, and I'd still get dressed up in a suit and tie and go to work and sit in my office at eight o'clock every morning for six to pretend like I was working. I had nothing to do all day. So that was nuts, right? And then about 
four or five months of that, I started to play golf every month. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. Like, what am I doing with my life? So, like, I, I think, um, so, like, realize really fast that, like, things won't change fast. Like, if you're looking for a, a quick buck in the next month, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong game. Um, but there'll be money to be made. This is the other thing, right? They're printing money around the world. Money mm. will go somewhere. At some point, money will go somewhere. And we like, we're not even at the start of this thing in, a, in, in Australia or the US or, or the UK. Like the horrors that will come through in, in the next four to six weeks. Um, so we just got to like try to look after ourselves and look after, our, you know, the best we can, our mental health, the best we can, the people around us. And if, if it means that like you call the bank and you get that three month holiday on, on, it doesn't mean shit. And if it means that you talk to the government on new start because all your money goes, it doesn't mean anything. You know, like none of this stuff has anything to do with you either. Like I, like I thought I was untouchable before the GFC. Um, and then it all happened and I realized that there's a lot of things that aren't in my control as well. So. Like that, where, you know, people in business, we've got an inbuilt kind of view that we've got a level of control over things or we wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, some things we just don't have a lot of control over and that's okay. doesn't mean you don't wake up. You know me, Steph, I'll wake up. I'll be working at six o'clock tomorrow morning. I'll be pushing hard. But like if you let yourself realize that, you know, you don't have a lot of control over things, Give yourself a break. At the moment, take a breather. Have a think about like what's really important to you. Um, lean into servicing your clients. I didn't do that enough during the GFC. Look at those opportunities. But we've had a, like two weeks of this. Like, let's talk in two months um, yeah. about people's attitude. The test is like the longevity. The test isn't now. Um, and uh, but if you get through, it doesn't. The opportunity will, will be there, and everyone on this call, and like I'm probably the oldest one here, and I'll still work another four decades. Like, you know, it, we're only just starting. And so, if you look at your super balance and if you worry about that shit, we're, we're, look, we're not going to touch that until we're 80 anyway. So, like, we're blessed to be like where we are, um, even if it's, you know, completely thrown a spanner in the works of all of us. And, um, just get through like yeah. it sounds pretty dire but if you get through like i've been wiped out twice um and um you know like um it it, it means and and i think with this right we'll lock down for a month there'll be green shoots you'll see that you'll see that um the numbers are coming down okay we've only got another month to hang around that's when i'll be smashing clients um to get on top of projects um, because once you see the end, like the mistake is like not being able to see the end. At the moment, you can't see the end. Anyone who pretends to think that they know what's going to happen is full of shit. Um, but there will be a point when you do and you'll get a gut feel and everyone on this call will get a gut feel. And you've got to like back that gut feel then um, and start to then roll out and be prepared in your business. And like... Last time when I went to zero at the end of 2018, you know, I just worked my ass off and got on planes. And But the next time it'll be doing this. And we all just will have to do what we have to do. But if, if you get through, um, 
you know, we'll all be, um, you know, everyone here is amazing, right? And and so, like, it, it's all really short term. Even three months, it's, it's really short term. Yeah. And I love what you mentioned there, Mike. Like, we need to stop thinking of the it, – it isn't a quick win. It isn't going to be quick. Like, we need to think of the big picture here. Like, mm. playing the long game, it's not going to be, like, <laughs> just, like, this year or next year. Like, long game. Think of this as the long game. It's part of the journey. And one thing I love to um, – that I've said a number of times is, like, never let, like, a craptacular situation be the measure of your worth. I should really trademark that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> trademark pending. <laughs> but, yeah, but never let, like, a craptacular situation, something you cannot control, be the measure of your worth. Um, and really, if there's anything you take away, mental slap yourself with that, please. Next time you're starting to question, you're starting to feel crap and you're like, oh, I can't believe I didn't get that many signups or I can't believe I didn't sell that many like I did last month. It's a lot has happened this month. (laughs) You cannot expect, um, you need to be realistic and you can't let a craptacular situation be the measure of your worth. And I think it's a good chance for us all really to, yeah, it's going to reset. It's really going to be a good chance for us to reset. And money too, like I think like for me, I judge myself on money. It was a scoreboard. Um, don't like like now, I don't know, like judge yourself on the quality of work you do. Judge yourself by the quality of relationships that you build with your clients. Judge yourself on, you know, I don't know, like me keeping my team on, like me just surviving it, mm. like and and not on what it will end up costing because – I don't know, like a lot of the time we, we create these kind of false um, views, like false things that we base our ego on. A lot of time it's money or like, yeah. you know, that transaction. Well, for me, like last year, building a new business, the most satisfying thing by any shadow of doubt, and although like, you know, everyone will say, oh, get into financial. No, no, no. It was the quality of the work my team was able to put out by the end. That wasn't the money for, like, it wasn't even surviving and getting through that. It was just, I was really fucking happy about the work that we could do. And, 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 and so, like, if that, you know, if you need to start reframing whatever's important to you, um, then just have a think about that because, uh, it, it, it's still worthy. I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. It's kind of funny because I always talk about, like in a lot of my posts about launching, I always talk about like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you know, people don't show up to a webinar. Well, the worst that could probably happen in your launch is like, you know, COVID-19. <laughs> that's kind of reshift. That's kind of shifted all of that. But I, I like what you're saying, Mike, about how it's not just like, it's about the quality of what you're producing, not just about the dollars that you're making. And I think now more than ever, like this is a really good time. I know a lot of us aren't as busy with client work. So you have a lot more time to look at, you know, like, okay, how, like, what does the future look like for my business? Um, what, what services am I going to be offering? Do I want to start creating other income streams? Do I want to start creating digital products? All of that. I know Anita's doing that. I'm doing that at the moment. Um, Anita, would you like to share anything about what you're working on? 
Oh, I haven't really Ooh. shared too much about it. I can see Bianca on this call. She knows a bit about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, a few, a few of you guys and Leanne, you like, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm starting, I'm diving into the online learning space, um, but I am launching it quite untraditionally. So I've actually been silently launching it uh, to our existing clients and community. And I'm going to try and launch uh, the, the online program, which is starting in May without a sales page and without ads. Um, I'm going to launch it. <laughs> with, yeah. With no what? sales page and no ads. Um, this kills me. This actually know, kills I'm me. So sorry, but I'm going to, it's an experiment and I'm going to, um, yeah, I'll report on what I find, but we're actually at yeah, 75% capacity already. And I think that's just such a testament to the amazing community that you've built. And like you've, you've nurtured these people, you've built so much trust with them that they're just like, take my money, even though I can't see a sales page, you know, like that is awesome. That is such a good place to be. You, that must really like make your ears bleed. <laughs> I'm I like, that. how can you launch without a sales page? <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about it. And I think when we were talking about income streams, I think one of the things that I have learned in the last year or two is really diversify that mm-hmm. income stream. Never just re- rely on all just retainers. Never rely on just purely like diversify whether or not it's through digital products. You know, I, I feel like a lot of us in here are digital. Um, I mean, sorry, service-based businesses, but diversify your different income streams and also um, where possible potentially industries as well. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, or not just industries, but look at who else you can serve with your existing skill set, even if it is like in your industry. So, for example, if you're a social media manager teaching... Or like if you're a social media manager, so you've got one stream of revenues working with your clients. Another stream might be teaching people how to DIY their social media. A third stream could be teaching other social media managers how to manage people's social media. Or, you know, um, going contracting out to corporates and helping them with their social media. Like there's so many different stakeholders that you could work with in your industry. It doesn't have to just be the existing clients that you're serving at the moment. Like who else can you serve? And look at it also too. I feel like a lot of people look at just the end person. Also consider the influence to two those, like the one to many channel. Like, mm. you know, it's never just the end client, like the person who wants my, again, using maybe your social media manager example, like instead of looking at it, oh, businesses who need a social media manager, they're my end audience. Like think of a one to many channel, like what are, maybe it's a business coach who has connections to a lot of business owners who need social media managers. Like really start to think about your audiences instead of the end user, um, also consider the influences to the person who's going to actually make the end decision. That would be another, another audience. Oh, I love that. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I guess that's kind of like, that's our agenda, isn't it? Everything we wanted yeah. to get through. Yeah. Anything my, else you my, want to talk my about? My slow cooked lamb is nearly ready. <laughs> It's so funny. I've I've slow cooked. My slow cooker has had more food in it this week than I think like its entire lifetime before that. It's just been it's been a week of stress cooking. I don't know about oh. anyone else, but like I when I'm I'm Italian, so like I naturally revert to like cooking and feeding people, except I have nobody to feed. So I'm just cooking and freezing it all to <laughs> feed myself. 
Oh, well, I, wish I, I told could. you. So <laughs> I uh, I bought eighteen packets of cake mix. <laughs> I, I thought you were joking. I wasn't buying toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Much yeah, cake and a lot of booze. If, if I'm going to get through this, is with cake and booze. But <laughs> Amazing. Yep. yep. <laughs> cannot cannot recommend Naked Wines enough. Not sponsored by them. But, but if you're listening, then feel free. Yeah, I like throw a sponsorship my way. I mean, <laughs> basically, you sponsor my life anyway. This is a Naked Wines wine. Um, <laughs> but oh yeah, like gosh. seriously. Oh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Maybe we should yeah. do it more often. Yeah. Anita, do you want to chuck a link to your Facebook group in the oh, chat? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Anita has a Facebook group with a lot of happiness. I'm not actually even in it. Oh, Sammy says Vino Mofo. I'm not in it, am I? You I don't go on I Facebook. So, oh, okay. Well, you don't go on Facebook. So. Um, Sammy recommends Vino Mofo a free, for wine. Like a free pop-up group for everyone for... Um, if you want to join, let me just add this in. Um, yes. but it was so great to see all of you guys sending you all a massive digital hug. Thank you so much yes. for joining us here. And if, if you guys enjoyed this and you want this to become like a weekly, weekly, fortnightly kind of thing, let us know. And I'm seeing some nods. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> um, great. because yeah, like, I'm not doing anything any weeknights for the foreseeable future. Don't know about you guys, but I'm not going anywhere. No, no. this would be fun. This would be fun. Uh, Positive vibes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, we'll do it again. Um, yeah. Amazing. Guys. All right. Thank you guys. you guys. Oop. Um, Oh, I'm Should we ideas. take a photo? I'm going to take a yeah, photo. Yeah, take a photo, Let please. Let me take a photo. Let me take a photo. Everyone put on your biggest smiles, okay? <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? One, two, three. Smile, yay. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. All yay. right, thanks, guys. Have an amazing night, and we'll Thank talk you. to you guys all soon. Yes. Bye. Bye.